Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Welcome. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And I, I can never remember a time when there is so much going on, but we're so focused on Davos and what's going on domestically, we're not seeing threats that are potentially emerging out of Latin America. So we have our Latin American expert on, Pastor Sam Arnold of Gospel Gunslingers. We'll tell you more about how to follow him a little bit later. But we got a lot going on. We're going to let Sam lay it out for you. But first, we got to tell you, number one, um, they're going to take your food. They've made it clear. And uh, they're going to take it through supply chain choke-off, no meat, no eggs, bugs. You get the idea. So uh, please, please take care of business right now. My Patriot Supply has a special going on right now. It's fantastic. All you got to do is go to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com to find out all about this 25-year shelf life that brings you 2,000 calories a day, foodwithdave.com. And we've had nine power outages in America that are deliberate in the last month. And if it go, the power grid goes down for any length of time, well, I think you know that uh, you'll have to scavenge water. Do you have a water filtration system you trust? Well, if you don't, we have the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's number one in the industry, number one. They put the research on with wateratdave.com, water, excuse me, waterwithdave.com, and uh, they too have a special and uh, they'll filter everything out, but I recommend because things get lost, stolen, broken, and you might have to transport volume over a period of distance, you better get more than one of these. Go to waterwithdave.com. And then finally, uh, the Mike Lindell people, if, if you're looking for comfort in this difficult time, sheets, pillowcasings, slippers that will help you feel better with your feet, all kinds of help, 50% off and sometimes 75% off, special price for our audience, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges, and those are our sponsors for this edition of The Common Sense Show. And uh, Sam, welcome, I know that you've been busy in the deep dark jungles down there in Latin America, and I we're on really late tonight uh, for a later broadcast and uh, listen ladies and gentlemen there's a lot going on south of the border that could influence us so Sam welcome and what can you tell us that's going on that America should know about okay there's breaking news when we were planning this show we wanted to talk about the fact that the Mexican peso is advancing against the dollar even as the euro has lost, the yen has lost, six or seven major currencies around the world, uh, this dollar inflation has pushed them all to the side. And here the Mexican peso, our southern neighbor where I live, is pushing back. 
and it's actually pushed back. It's broken out of its normal oscillation. So this is a really disturbing factor. This could be the death knell of the petrodollar. And there are other geopolitical things that have happened this week to contribute to that. The biggest one being Saudi Arabia coming out and saying, hey, we're open to settling transactions in currencies other than the dollar. That came out at the World Economic Forum in Davos this week. But here's the hot, hot breaking news just from the last 24 hours. Brazil is going to absorb the failed peso of their socialist comrade and neighbor, Argentina. Can you even believe that, Dave, this twist on the BRICS? You've been telling everybody the BRICS is coming. This is a threat, something that needs to be considered. Americans should be concerned about that this currency is going to challenge the dollar, but now it's just breaking loose in South America within the first month of socialist government in serving. Okay. So where do you want to start? Uh, well, I think the BRICS. The I think the BRICS is really important, and I'll tell you why, Sam. And it's interesting to see if how Mexico will come down on this. But the BRICS really interesting to me because we have digital coming into the West. Uh, BRICS uh, unfortunately have the right idea. I don't care for many of the nations like Russia, but they have the right idea. Digital is enslavement, and I believe World War Three could be fought along BRICS versus digital lines. Yes. Okay, so I was in Argentina, and this is all about the BRICS. There was, see, there were rumblings that Argentina was going to join the BRICS. Those are the foreshadowings that of what's now happening with Brazil. They weren't going to tell while uh, Lula da Silva was still not in power, while uh, Bolsonaro still might have fought a civil war to keep communists out of his nation. Now there's an iron curtain that's descended across the continent, as Winston Churchill said, of Asia and Eastern Europe in 1946. And now we have an iron curtain over South America. There's a total news blackout. You're not seeing any more news about the protests, about the people that are locked up. No more dissenting journalism. So all that's happened, what are we, uh, three weeks and a couple days into the Lula da Silva administration? And now comes this big announcement that they're going to have a joint currency with Argentina. Uh, Brazil's Real has had problems, but uh, Bolsonaro builds infrastructure so much as every conservative and, and nationalist president has done. Sebastián Piñera in Chile, he's gone now and it's back to socialism. Of course, President Trump. And I have a, a print article about this. You can check that out later. Uh, maybe you'll put that up, Dave, or you can find it on my blog at gospelgunslingers.com. Yeah, send that, Sam, send that over to me, please. I will do that. Uh, it's all, all but complete. And here's what I tell I was in Argentina in 2017 when all the world, including uh, Donald Trump's U.S. military, was patrolling the South Atlantic with armed warplanes because a submarine had disappeared, disappeared. I believe the Chinese sunk it, but that's not really the issue. What I wanted to tell about is that there were 17 pesos to one American dollar, parity with the Mexican peso. The Mexican peso was 17 per dollar. The Argentine peso was 17 per dollar. And then the Argentine peso started runaway inflation, not just a little bit. It went to 50. It went to 60. 
Trump stepped in because Mauricio Macri was the great billionaire conservative president of Argentina at the time. So Trump stepped in and got some international banking power to help keep their peso afloat. So it hovered around 50 or 60 to a dollar. And today it's 195 to a dollar, which means that it's lost 92% of its buying power against the dollar. And the dollar's lost what half of its buying power. So there's just a few percent left. And I, I'm getting reports out of California from the street preachers in California that there are educated Argentinians, college-educated professionals that have fled communism in their country, come across the entire of the Americas, gotten into the United States, and are living in tents on the street, on the streets of L.A. That's how bad the Argentine economy has gotten under socialism. So now Lula da Silva with his secret backer, China. See, this is still the BRICS. This is just a twist on it that no one would have really suspected that they were going to make it look like an autonomous movement of a financially stronger partner nation helping one of the, uh, the, the ducklings or the little chicks in the neighborhood under their wing when really the secret partner in this is China. This is the BRICS rebranded. So as it comes out in the news in coming days, just everybody, everybody be on the lookout for that. Okay. Um, let me divert away from the economy just for a second. I wanted to ask you a question about AMLO uh, and AMLO making noises like he's just so happy to send millions of Latin Americans and people from around the world coming through Mexico to America. It's hurting our country, Sam. I wanted to point out a few things. The three amigos met. So this is AMLO, Justin Trudeau, and El Mumia de Guanajuato, the mummy Joe Biden. And a lot of what was discussed. <laughs> okay. A lot of what was discussed at that meeting, we don't even know. And I want to bring this up, Dave, because you have asked me numerous times, what about the America? And you said, Sam, if the United States economy and the Mexican economy combined, it's going to greatly, greatly devalue the U.S. dollar. You've probably asked me five times that in different interviews. Well, now that's actually happened between Brazil and Argentina, and we don't even know whether in this meeting the Amero was put back on the table. We know that there were a lot of carbon taxes and green things, and this hasn't really come out in the news. We don't really under know as as popular sovereigns what our leaders discussed at that meeting and so certainly uh rampant immigration could be on the table and you know Dave I I got to say that I'm a little bit happy that there's college educated Argentinians that are now advantaging themselves of the machinery which was designed and built to import uh uh the the scum of the earth, to use a Bible term, the the uh, criminals, the uh, government cheese addicts, the uh, the 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 lowest of workers. The machinery was built to bring those people to America and get them to vote Democratic and to flood the United States with voters that would never again bring in a conservative government because it would be the end of their gravy train. So 
I'm concerned that the machinery was built for that. I uh, fault the NGOs more than I fault uh, the president of Mexico. But now that that machinery is being used by some educated people, free people who want to be free, who are fleeing legitimate communism and not a not a uh, an engineered collapse like oh Haiti or Venezuela and Colombia, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a little bit happy that that now the machinery is being used for those yeah, types of things. Sam, I would agree with you on a minority of cases, not on millions of cases. And AMLO has said it's an open door. There's no misunderstanding what he meant. And you also said, I'll let you respond, but I also wanted to go back to, we're talking about the North American Union when you talk about the Amero. And, and as mm-hmm. a result, uh, these three nations are looking to form one nation. And I want to just point out how poison that is to America because you have to have currency equalization and every American will lose money on that exchange. I covered that back in 2008 and it hasn't changed today. Canada and Mexico will benefit the most. I think it's already happened and this is the devaluation that we're seeing. So I, I read all the financial articles about the peso uh, gaining ground or marching against the dollar. So the dollar is buying less and less. So if uh, somebody sends me a dollar, hits my donate button on gospelgunslingers.com, I used to get 21, 22, 23 pesos for that. Now, 18. And so I've lost five pesos. That's like almost a third, you know? It's in the high 20% range. It's a lot. And so what you predicted... Dave, has already come to pass. And I would blame, now, I'm a border security guy. I think that we should build the wall. I think we should reform our immigration system where people are uh, properly vetted. We make sure that there's not people with tuberculosis and career criminals and child trafficking and things like that. Yeah, but that's not, that's not happening, and Mexican officials know it's not happening. And we're being put in jeopardy by cartels coming here. I'm just saying, I am very unhappy that, uh, let let me put it this way. If AMLO was to act, I realize he's swimming upstream against the Biden administration. I get that. I totally get that. And at one time, he was cooperating with Trump about limiting immigration. Okay, I understand that as well, too. But um, his shift to totally open border policies, like I said, I don't support that. It's dangerous to America. It's bad for America. It's not a few refugees that need help. It's millions pouring in of an undetermined nature. We don't know if there's a fifth column force being built in America. It's dangerous, Sam. It's very dangerous for America's national security. The question is, who do we blame? And I'll tell you who I blame. I blame the Arizona governor's race and in Chihuahua, Mexico, right across from Arizona, that governor race was stolen, too. And so here you've got two corrupt governors that are totally in cahoots to encourage all sorts of criminal activity and not even let the people have a say in their own government, in their own country. So that's happened on both sides of the border. And I see those as rebel outposts against, in Mexico, the central government. And in the United States, against the legitimate government of Trump, you know, they stole your electoral votes of your state. Yeah. Okay, so, but, um, but 
the governor's race came after AMLO's capitulation to Biden. I mean, I just, I'm just. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time saying that's how i see it and and i know you're an amlo supporter and i think he has tried to do a lot of good things in mexico but this is bad for america and i will tell you this if i was the u.s congress i would try to get sanctions against mexico for what's going on uh i'm just that's how i see it because uh, also, too, they could stop this inflow in Nicaragua. Now, I know there are ships coming in. We've done shows on that. But, but we're getting no help here. This is undermining America, the greatest national security threat outside sending all our weapons to Ukraine, which the Navy Secretary acknowledged, is what's crossing our southern border. Okay, that election in Nicaragua was stolen. Yeah, I, I know. Hillary Clinton's friend is in charge. Uh, we've really only got two conservative governments that are security partners in Northern Triangle there, and that's El Salvador, which does not block the entire isthmus, and Guatemala. And so along with the United States, the people of the United States just lying on, on be, being a doormat for the wicked of the world and letting our presidency be stolen, then all of a sudden 
The Honduran president is extradited. He's put in jail. A, uh, a, a communist regime. It's actually Zelaya and his wife, Castro, is the uh, president of Honduras now. And that's those are Hillary Clinton's buddies from way back. And so here again, it's, it is the United States Deep State Department and the Clinton machine and Biden communism that's that has eroded those blocks to migrants coming up from points south and and and, and uh, like you mentioned from god knows where yeah it, it just you know let me ask you another question too um the Colombian president at the World Economic Forum said, we're not producing any more oil and gas. We're declaring war on capitalism. Where does AMLO come down on that paradigm? Okay, Gustavo, Pre- Gustavo Petro is the new president of Colombia. And I've really been waiting to see what he's going to do. If he's going to be a nationalist like AMLO is, or if he is going to be a dyed-in-the-wool comrade socialist like Lula da Silva is, or somewhere in the middle. Before him, though, was a corrupt regime that you and I would call Republican. We'd call it conservative. And this President Ivan Duque was run by the... He, he was a high official in the, uh, the BID, the Banco de Desarrollo, the World Development Bank. And so... There was a corrupt regime from the right in before. So I've just been waiting. I haven't heard that. You mentioned this the first time this has crossed my desk, what he said at the World Economic Forum. And I'll take a closer look at it. What I don't want to see is him do like Lula da Silva has done with Argentina, because Colombia and Venezuela share a very long jungle border and a lot of uh, road crossings and bridges. And so I don't want him to say, okay, now we're going to be best buddies with Venezuela. That would be bad for everybody. And so uh, the jury's still out. I'm waiting to see what he's going to do. A lot of Americans have a really bad attitude about anybody who comes from the left because we understand the communist tends to corruption. In Latin America, the prevailing view is that uh, Bushonomics, that, that uh, conservative policies tend towards corruption, and both sides have a leg to stand on that argument. So I, I'm, I'm going to wait to see, and I'll, I'll look into those comments for you. Well, yeah, I reported on that already on our YouTube channel. I quoted him directly. And, uh, and wow. he was also mentioned on Fox News for saying the same thing. So it, it's, it absolutely happened. Um, and, and I just wonder how many of these communist dictators in Latin America are going to follow suit. You know, their people are going to starve in Colombia. They're going to starve and they're going to riot. And even, go ahead. Even if he was not uh, in accord with the other leftist leaders of South America, I want every American to understand right now that it. Iron Curtain has descended over the continent of South America. Define define Iron Curtain. Well, this is a Winston Churchill term from 1946. No sooner did our ally, our good friend, the Soviet Union, Stalin's Soviet Union, rebuild East Germany and East Berlin, they they were still clearing rubble from the streets. 
and the United States was building West Berlin and West Germany and still clearing rubble from the streets. And they were having their own immigrant crisis of people fleeing to the West for freedom. And I believe it was the Berlin Wall, which was basically put up overnight. It went in phases, razor wire first. And then in 1946, Winston Churchill said, an iron curtain has descended over the continent. And then this is the world that we've lived in during the the, uh, six decades of the Cold War or more is that there were there was the free world and then there was the communist bloc the warsaw pact and then china then became under the bamboo curtain and that was its own thing but what this means is a news blackout it means uh militaries lined up on borders it means nations that are not at peace it means that freedom freedoms like freedom of speech and having weapons and a free press a free press for guys like you and me does not exist. And that is the case in really all of South America. There are a few very small holdout nations. Uruguay only has 3 million people. I'm concerned. There is an iron curtain over all of South America. The dominoes have fallen one by one. Chile's election was stolen. They went communist. And planes blown up, and Chinese bases built, and Chinese banking infrastructure, and cabinets reshuffled again and again, and high military officials dismissed. The same thing happened in Argentina before that. Just gray war has gone on in nation after nation, and these nations have fallen to communism. So Chile and Argentina on both sides of South America. Now Brazil, far and away, the largest nation in Latin America, strongest agriculturally, the greatest population. It's twice the size of Mexico and twice the population. So really, all the rest of Latin America is only as big as Brazil by itself. And so now that's fallen to communism. Venezuela was has, has hung on and not been invaded and not been toppled and Maduro not been thrown out. Biden just invited him to New York. Trump put $15 million bounty on his head. He couldn't come to New York. Well, guess what? This year, Nicolas Maduro could just rock right into New York and speak at the UN and do whatever he wanted. So that's a nation that's totally communist. Bolivia had a Christian president for one year, went to war with the narcos. The party came back threw her out. She's been in the dungeon in Bolivia for over 1,000 days. They grabbed her in Trinidad and deported her. That nation is now communist. Peru, the the communist uh, president was thrown out, but the government is hanging by a threat. 20% approval rating is what the new lady president, Dina Boluarte, has. And so you've got this small nation of Peru and a president with 20% approval rating and, and riots all over the place, really invasions from uh, neighboring Bolivia, evil Morales and all the Indian tribes. They're just sending shock troops across the border to riot. Over 50 people have died. So you've got that little nation that's hanging on by a thread. You've got little Ecuador, 17 million people, and it's hanging on by a thread. Over 100 bombings. The narco organizations, which are trafficking organizations, have now uh, upped the ante. They don't just shoot people anymore. They use explosives, IRA tactics. 
And that's been going on for a year. So those are the holdouts. Little Ecuador, little Peru, and very, very little Uruguay. And then Paraguay's out in the middle. It's very quiet, but it's had one of these Bush governments. And the Bushes reportedly own millions of acres in Paraguay. Well, and yeah, so they, they had the Army Corps of Engineers build infrastructure for them at taxpayers' expense when they were when uh, Bush was in charge. There are a few small nations hanging on by a thread, and the likelihood of their success is very, very small. An iron curtain has descended over the face of the continent. Yeah. Um, define Iron Curtain specifically. Uh, I don't know that I can put it in a nutshell, Dave. It's it it's something. It's a term that I grew up with. We knew that there was a communist bloc. We knew that there were there was an entire hemisphere that we were not allowed to visit. Nobody was on the back. Black Sea beaches of Sochi back then. Just the teams would come out of Bulgaria and Poland and Czechoslovakia and Russia, which Soviet Union was the Soviet Union at the time. And that was all we saw of them. It was there there was no openness with the rest of the world. And definitely no freedom. And that's what we're seeing. This time in the Americas hasn't happened before, I mean, since the days of Spanish colonial rule. And now that it has happened, it's just really disturbing what free nation is left. There's not, there's not even a holdout and a bastion anymore. I hope the people of Brazil will rise up, but that revolution will not be televised and as of right now, they they lack any cohesion, any unity, any media coverage, and and any leader. So I'm really concerned about that. But there's really, there's really a bigger concern for the American that the petrodollar may have one foot in the grave and the other one on a banana peel, and that's really what's indicated by the Mexican peso advancing against it. And this is kind of laughable. You know, uh, when you consider, this is David and Goliath, the dollar has reigned supreme for, for uh, over a century, so many years. It's been the king around the world. If you make a money transaction anywhere, you send a Western Union, let's say from uh, Latin America to Africa, it goes through the dollar. Everything goes through the dollar. And now there are cracks in the petrodollar. And I don't, I don't see how all the commentators miss this. Maybe they're just completely uh, immersed in, in their uh, insular world and they're looking at interest rates and they're looking at AI predictions and they're looking at trends and things like that. And what they have not looked at is that American factories have moved to Mexico. American production has moved to Mexico. I can walk in the store and almost everything that I buy, a cup, a dish, a fork, uh, a chair, a table, a tool. It's made in Mexico, and it's got the eagle stamped right on it. 
and it's become a point of pride. Yeah, forget the pride for a second. The damage to America is devastating, and it's the difference between Trump and the communist traitor Biden, because Trump rewarded corporations for staying in America with tax breaks, and Biden is making them leave with what he's doing with taxes. So the, the, it's, this is total devastation. The Mexicans are benefiting. The Americans are suffering. Under Trump, the dollar gained real strength, fueled by lower taxation and industrial infrastructure returning to the USA. So that's from my article, and that's what you just said. So Trump was trying to strengthen, and he built up on our status as a petroleum exporter, something that Mexico is also. He built up our military, and some of that is the military-industrial complex, but that military industry has been something that America has long exported, and Trump started to build that. What does Biden do? He gets in and activates all this money printing, and uh, and uh, I just noticed the typo here in my article. <laughs> all right. He did all this money printing and quantitative easing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Obamanomics, you know, will print more money. We'll do more, uh, you know, meaningless projects that don't build roads or bridges or any infrastructure. That's the QE. Give away free money to your cronies. And so that's what has buoyed the dollar. And there's something else that I think everybody's missing. And that is that the death knell is heard by people with dollar holdings around the world, which means foreign governments. China's the biggest holder. But even Japan has kind of moved away from buying dollar securities and those monetary... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Very instruments. And so those that hold dollars... They want to bring the dollar back to the United States. I, I believe it was the author of uh, G. Edward Griffin, the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island, who said, and I believe this is a chapter in The Creature from Jekyll Island, the chickens will come home to roost. Look, America can print dollars and farm them out all over the world, and you feel like you're spending money. But what happens in the end? that dollar comes back and somebody buys a piece of America with it that's no longer property of an American. So this is China buying farmland. It's, it, it is uh, foreign nationals buying uh, stocks, yes, but that's going to that's gonna collapse with the dollar. So they're buying gold. They're buying commodities. They're buying land. And this is why the real estate market through 2022 was hotter than a tamale is because the foreign dollars were coming home to roost. There's been so much disinformation on it. They understand, the rest of the world understands what John Q. Public watching the New York Yankees and eating a hot dog, drinking Budweiser, does not understand that the dollar will be worthless someday, and that someday could be very soon. And so what do you got to do with it? 
spend it on something that you can hold in your land, hand. land, land, and land. I totally agree. Listen, Listen I'm, um, we're having that discussion in the Hodges family right now, exactly what you just said. And I totally agree with your analysis of this. Uh, but the destruction of our economy is self-inflicted here from our traders that are in charge. Uh, th that's just a fact, Sam. But AMLO is proving himself to be on the side that's winning, and that's, I suppose I would do the same thing if I were in Mexico. But we're getting no help with border security, and I know it has to start with us, and this is so devastating. But, you know, I just wonder, too, if if we had a different president, let's say it was Trump again or, or DeSantis, do you think AMLO would come back from his open border assistance and and be like he was with Trump? Would he, what's your guess? Absolutely he would. And here here's a big reason why. In 2020, before AMLO and Trump had buried the hatchet because they were really at one another's throats, before they both figured out that they were wrong about one another and a little bit wrong about the movements that they came from. Trump was aghast when he won on the Republican ticket to find out in betray backstabbing after backstabbing how many Republicans are absolutely working for the commies. So AMLO had to find that out about his own nation, his own history, and himself. <clears throat> the two of them made very fast friends. But one reason why that happened <clears throat> is in 2020, the Mexican peso was starting to have runaway inflation itself. And it went to 24 to a dollar. And I wrote an article on it that's linked in this article. So if you get this latest article, it goes right to that. And I was concerned that the USA was going to let Mexico slide. And at that point, AMLO's government was young. He was less than two years in. He was still up against the the, the full force of his swamp. He still had not disbanded all these corrupt police agencies. There was so much. There's still so much to do. But at that point, it was very tenuous. And inflation started to run away. And I believe that Trump did some things behind the scenes. Someday we'll find out. I believe that Trump said, look, if the peso collapses and the Mexican government collapses, because those two things very often run together, not always, but very often, if the currency collapses, the government collapses, if the government collapses, the currency collapses. So Trump's looking at the southern border, and it, as bad as it ever was during his administration, it would have been ten times worse if the Mexican government had collapsed. And I believe that he stepped in and did something to cause the Mexican peso to halt and then to start to uh, move back into 21, 2021 per dollar. And then it stabilized and stayed right there for three years and just oscillated a little bit, which all currencies do. So I believe that Trump and AMLO's friendship is based on much deeper assistances that have happened between our nations behind the scenes. And absolutely, if we had a real government in the United States, Andres Manuel, I believe that he would work with it again. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Where, where do you think AMLO's heart is at? Do you think he is going to bow down to the World Economic Forum and kill his own country's economy? 
I don't think so. I think that he has gone old school and rebuilt the production capacity of his nation, rebuilt his military to confront the cartels, rebuilding his electrical infrastructure to actually work and getting rid of these green pipe dreams, even though the Green Party is allied with the Morena Alliance. So, see, he can't come out and say, we're going to tear down all these stupid windmills. But I'm surrounded by stupid windmills, and, you know, those are huge swaths of land that are guarded 24 hours a day. It could be full of screaming Chinamen, and some of it probably is. So those are things that he's not going to speak overtly about, but he's making the electrical infrastructure work and not be some carbon tax uh, pipe dream where the cronies make all the money and pollute the landscape in one way or another. I believe that he has gone totally old school, gotten out of this speculation and interest rates and stock holdings and newfangled contraptions, and he's building agriculture. He's building industry. He's building mining and production capacity, and he's building his military. And so I think that AMLO's wisdom and foresight has shocked the whole world how the old-school way of making a nation great has worked. Some of the same things that Trump was doing. No, he's not going to sell Mexico out. He's really pushed China out of Mexico in many respects. He's friendlier with Russia. Another thing that, that we don't hear a lot of talk about. Do you think that's coming I'll Do you tell think you. that's coming with Russia and Mexico? Or has it already happened? I got on a very interesting uh, broadcast with Laura J. Richardson, General Laura Richardson, who has taken over for Craig Fowler and is the head of Southcom. Now, I was doing some studies on her. She's a very interesting individual. And uh, I asked a question, which no questions actually received an answer, although the, there was something wrong with the apparatus. But I asked, who do you think, now that Russia has invited all of Latin America to do joint drills, who do you think will run the first naval drills with the Russian Navy? And I'll tell you what's more disturbing than that is this uh, the Russian ship with the new hypersonic missiles may be part of that exercise. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even... So this is something we can watch is who exercises with Russia and when that starts to happen, what does it look like? Uh, I can't give you the pred I can't predict the outcomes. We're just going to have to. Watch those exercises and see how the nations work together, what political statements are made, what saber-rattling there is, and what hatchet-burying there is. We might find a glimmer of hope. Right now, we're looking at a lot of bad news. Really, I'm the guy sitting on the, uh, on the, on the gold rush because the nation that I'm in is doing the best economically. Nobody knows what to do about it. NASDAQ's confused. Uh, uh, Barclays is confused. All of them were wrong in their estimates. Farmers, ranchers, beef producers, cowboys, and factory workers and soldiers. This is what makes nations great, not pencil pushers. Okay. Well, come on over. I, 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 I just I, I, I look at Mexico, um, but. Let me give you the negative, the downside as I see it. The cartels are out of control. 
Is it confined? Oh, Let me ask you: Is it confined to northern Mexico, or is it endemic throughout the country? It is in little pockets where the old government still holds governorships. So this is Chihuahua State, right next to you. This is, uh, I believe, Sonora and Sinaloa, but below it is Chapo Guzman's stronghold. And even though that's the cartel mountain stronghold in the entire nation, there are others, Guerrero State, Jalisco State, where the, uh, the both of those border the Pacific further down. Uh, Guerrero is where Acapulco is, and Jalisco is uh, is. Just a little further, this is, this is where the second largest city in Mexico is. Uh, there are still cartel strongholds in those places, but AMLO went into the worst one just a month ago and grabbed El Chapo's, who was running the cartel, in his stead. And I'm talking soldiers were killed, 19 hit cartel hitmen were killed, 35 Mexican soldiers suffered gunshot wounds and survived. And so this was a major battle. If you find a video of it, of them coming shooting the Gatling guns on the, uh, it was like the Matrix of them coming over with the Gatling guns and just pouring tracer rounds into the cartel stronghold. So, and we, I predicted this that Andres Manuel was rebuilding his military, and that in the latter half or third of his administration, he would reverse his hugs, not bullets policy that he was so criticized for, and he would send his military after the cartels and really crush them, where before other administrations were running a fake drug war, just like George Bush did with all of his uh, say no to drugs ads. You know, the CIA was bringing the drugs in and creating gangster rap at the same time that he was militarizing police with the so-called war on drugs. Okay, so the same, the same uh, uh, shell game was done in Mexico as was done in Bush's America. And so for him to send the military in, he had to stop and refit everything, purge huge government bureaus, the aduanas, which is the customs officers, has basically been completely overhauled in four years of his presidency. So now that we're getting to the back two years of AMLO's presidency, he's reversed that policy, went into the cartel stronghold and took down Chapel Guzman's boy. And, 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 and this was not the first nor the last. El Huevo Trevino was taken down. Other notorious gangsters, some in Tijuana, some against the Texas border and some deep, deep, like Chapito Guzman, deep into the cartel mountain stronghold. So I really see progress being made, although it has only really begun in the last year, and only right now is it really gaining momentum. Okay. Uh, compare Mexico to the other nations. Um, is, is the destitution as bad as what we think it is, Sam, with the other nations outside Mexico? Or is anybody else doing well in Latin America? Oh, the people of Nicaragua and Venezuela think Mexicans are rich. Now, there are exceptions to that. You know, Chile was a very advanced nation. It was the miracle of Latin America because they followed my cousin Paul Fisher's advice and brought him down to advise the government, put some conservative policies in place. Not just Bushite 
University of Chicago policies, but real conservatism. They rebuilt their nation. Argentina is a tremendous advanced nation, although it also has uh, vast steppes. You know, it has vast wheat and beef producing regions that are rural. Uh, it's it's a tremendous, sophisticated nation where the people enjoy great wealth. All, all that's being lost under communism right now. Okay, here's the big question. Are you aware of Russian and or Chinese troops in northern Mexico? I'm a little concerned about these enormous wind farms. I'm a little concerned that between enormous factories, and I mean enormous factories, and enormous wind farms, private holdings that are walled off, there could be so much activity and no one would ever know. So there's vast tracts of land that are completely off limits and that are guarded 24 hours a day. Now, that's a concerning enigma and a, a big question mark where the possibility is open not only that there are we know there are Chinese and Russians. The question is, <laughs> how many? And there could be really a lot, and really a lot of equipment. Yeah. Any estimate? I mean, I know in British Columbia we keep hearing a quarter of a million Chinese in the northern part of British Columbia, and those are very reliable reports. Any any sense of what we're looking at here with Mexico? Uh, they they just don't come out on the street like that in large numbers, and so it is impossible to say. This is where I would really like I would really like some military sources to come forth, but everybody's playing politics. Even in Southcom, everybody's playing politics. You know, uh, a four-year administration is a very small part of their 20-year tenure, their 20-year mandatory minimum, and a lot of people in very high offices serve 33, 35, 40 years. And so we've got a lot of uh, tight lips high up, and I'm, I'm concerned about that. So there's a few here and there, a few at the Chinese restaurant. Uh, there are some white people on the street that you wonder where they came from and some of them have uh, Eastern European type accents and ways of speech but the real concern is when it is mechanized the huge factories the huge tracts of land that are completely off limits okay um, is there a potential for a Red Dawn invasion? Uh, yes, there is. Um, the alliances are shifting right now so quickly. Give us a couple of examples. Well, the current concern is one huge numbers of Chinese flooding into South America by the millions with absolutely no way to put the brakes on and two the collapse of the dollar before the average American is really ready for that yeah I would agree with that that could override everything um, 
The other thing I'm concerned about, I've alluded to this earlier, about the uh, omnipresent threat of the cartels. How militarized are the cartels? I know they're they're supplied with fentanyl, which are killing record number of Americans, uh, mostly males of fighting age. Uh, but but how militarized are the cartels in terms of being at least a formidable paramilitary unit? I'm really not impressed with them, to tell you the truth. The, the real danger is them bringing in professionals from the Arab world, from China, from great powers that have special operations units. The cartels generally receive training from military professionals, but the days of the, the days of Los Zetas, where there were cartels that were entirely composed of ex-military, are over. Uh, <laughs> they're not the formidable fighting. They're more interested in drinking beer and doing drugs and hookers and pit bulls and fighting chickens. <laughs> There's a lot of cockfighting. You know, that, that's what they spend their time on. And Andres Manuel has tried to get them, look, just take your money, walk away, stop being a criminal, put your cousins and nephews and brothers and sisters and anybody who actually wants to work, put them into business, open a tailor shop, open a little store, open whatever. And some of them have done that. But a lot of them, they're just... Uh, they've been bitten by the bug. They like sitting around and doing nothing. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, my greatest fear, and this goes back to what people were saying in the 90s, the Chinese rotate troops in and out. They came in through the artificial ports that were created. They created them. Uh, they're partnering with the cartels. They're clearly sending the cartels with fentanyl to do damage to America, all with the complicity of the Biden administration. But I am fearful the cartels could play a support role for the Chinese uh, militarily. Definitely. And of greater concern to me than the cartels is the policing organizations that have been built supposedly to fight them with Bush money and corrupt politicians. Now, if that's not dismantled, now you're talking about a formidable fighting force. But it is being dismantled, except in your neighboring state, a couple other ones. Yeah. That's why you see the flood there. That's why you see the flood. They still have a vertical monopoly. If they control the governor, they control the mayors, they control the, the municipal police, they control the prosecuting attorney, then AMLO's government has been very slow to come in and uh, attack that. Although in the last year, he has begun to attack it. Who arrested El Huevo Trevino in a state that was controlled by a corrupt governor, a corrupt mayor, a corrupt state police force built with Bush money, Merida Initiative money, and the central government of Mexico City, the uh, prosecuting attorney, sent their own armed officers with military intelligence and grabbed El Huevo Trevino without firing a shot. In the resulting uh, chaos, the military had to send in 700 soldiers to restore order. But that was a real message, and that was right at the midpoint of President Lopez Obrador's administration. 
He sent in the feds to grab El Huevo Trevino right outside of his stronghold of Nuevo Laredo, which is a border crossing and a trafficking point. And so even though he had that entire vertical monopoly behind him, Andres Manuel went in and nailed him. And then when they wanted to fight about it, two days later, Andres Manuel had the ex-governor of Nuevo Laredo, excuse me, of Monterey, the state that contains Monterey, Nuevo Leon, the ex-governor of that, known as El Bronco, was arrested and thrown into the jail that he himself built. And he's still in jail today, as far as I know. So now those vertical monopolies are being dismantled, even in the cartel strongholds, both against the border and in mountain strongholds deeper into the nation. And I'm really happy about it. Okay. I mean, I think that's a fair assessment, man. We've covered a lot of material here. Let me ask you this final question, and the answer's got to be on the brief side, Sam. But with regard to the cartels, do they still have free reign in the northern states bordering America? Or has AMLO done anything about it? What's going on? They do in the middle states. Against the California border, they do not. And against the eastern half of the Texas border, they do not. They do not have free reign because AMLO's dismantling it. But those three central states, Nuevo Leon, Chihuahua, and Sonora, and Coahuila, four states, they still have the old governments in charge. And so you're going to see a lot more cartel activity because those corrupt governments are in cahoots with the cartels. It's Boss Hog and the criminals. Mexico didn't invent it, but it's sure gotten serious here. Yeah, that's really true. Well, Sam, we got about a minute or so left. Tell people how they can follow your good work. Thank you, Dave. GospelGunslingers.com is my main site. I have a Twitter. I have a YouTube. I have a blog. There's a button for each one of those, and there's a couple of donate buttons. And listen, if you just got a few dollars and you want to put it someplace where it's going to somebody that you know and you know it'll help, sure. send it to me. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Uh, just remember, everyone, all fiat currencies collapse. <clears throat> Dollar. Well, yeah, that's you know, you're, you're, okay. We can make this go out the door here, but uh, is the peso in danger of collapsing? It looks like David's going to kill Goliath and the dollar's going to collapse and the peso's going to be standing strong. That's where we began and that's where we are today. Okay, well, I'm glad to see someone's currency is working, but I will tell you this, beware of the World Economic Forum. They want your collapse and uh, and I would encourage you to look up that Colombian president statement because I think this is going to become the mantra in all of South America and and probably Central America too. And they're going to use ESG ratings to control these countries. They're already doing it here. And uh, it's just absolutely a clown show. I mean, the World Economic Forum needs to be leveled. That's all. I'll just end with that comment before I get in trouble. Sam, thanks for joining us. Very informative. Always great to have you on. Take care. God bless you, Dave. Thank you. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.